Well, welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest this week, since it's Father's Day, I wanted to start off a little bit different in a new way and read a poem that I wrote to commemorate such a special occasion. And of course, we're going to get to what's burning my bush this week as well. But, you know, we'll talk about that. But uh, here's my poem for Father's Day. A very happy Father's Day to all my fellow dads out there. May you enjoy the day with a beer in your favorite chair. Watch all sports and don't worry about the grass. Your family will get it. It's a day pass. Enjoy this day like no other because today we are almost as important as their mother. So there's my poem. Remember who will be the first one to post on social media Happy Father's Day to those who celebrate uh, one of my pet <laughs> peeves. Yeah, yes, one of my pet Sorry. peeves. No, that's good. Uh, also, the Home Depot came out, and, and I'm going to introduce Stacy in a moment, but the Home Depot says dads just keep doing. And I just thought that was interesting. We really don't know what they're doing, but they're doing. Uh, mostly doing something to get away from the family for the day. That'll probably be uh, what it is. But one of the great things about doing this podcast is reconnecting with everyone who has walked through my life. And uh, this week's no different. We're going to take you back to 1980-something. I'm using the Goldbergs as an example there, um, as they do on a weekly basis, and bring a friend of mine for more than 30-plus years, my note mate in high school, and my dear friend Stacy. Thanks so much uh, for joining me today. I know um, this, is, this is on the top of your priority list, I'm sure. It absolutely is. I'm so <laughs> honored to be here. Are you kidding? Oh, I, well, thank you. And, and you know, Stacy, when we were going to school, there were no cell phones, right? We didn't have any of that fancy stuff. The only way to communicate, we had to actually do it either A, face-to-face, right? We had to, we had to make sure that we, we talked to each other, which is kind of interesting nowadays, right? We actually had to, to do that. Um, you also had the ability to get on a telephone call with an actual wired telephone in the house. That was another uh, nice thing there. Somebody actually, I actually had my own number in my house, which was kind of interesting. You know, usually most kids didn't have that. So that was, that was a big deal uh, for those of you, you were that special. Yeah. Oh, I was, that was awesome. I was, well, I was an only child and there's a reason, you know, uh, a lot yeah, of, I was the baby. So forget it. I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got nothing. <laughs> it was all spent. Yeah, it, exactly. So the other way uh, to communicate was in class. If, of course, if you didn't want to get into trouble with the teacher, you had to actually pass a physical note on paper and, and, and write it out. Well, today's kids send text messages with all these emojis and the hashtags. Mm-hmm. But of course, we didn't have that either. So we would write code words in, in this just in case the teacher might have found it and we actually had to understand the stuff. So it was kind of kind of amazing. But you know, what's even more amazing is the fact that after all we did together, in, you know, with notes passing back and forth, that you decided to become a teacher, which I found I just did. totally interesting. So that, that's that's the kind of thing. Um, I don't know how I went back, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was note passing was a skill back then, yeah. and you didn't want to get caught. So that's what you were talking about with um, you know writing in code. If the teacher ever found it, she would have absolute he or she sorry yeah. would have absolutely no idea what they were reading. So but I have only a, the people know. So I have a little surprise for you. What? Um, no, don't. Uh, no, I'm, Len, this, you're I, killing me. no, no. I have a little surprise. It's so I just, humiliating. Th- no, no, not, not at all. It's actually very, very good. And and this just shows how great you were back then. And I want everybody to understand this, that Stacy was so great. So uh, back in 1980 something, when we actually did graduate, we actually had a yearbook. 
right? And and before, the way the yearbooks work now is that uh, kids will get the yearbook, I think, after they actually graduate, but uh, before the next school year, which makes no sense to me because they can't get anybody to sign it, right? I think the which signing the of it. Part. So I have this year, yeah, I have this yearbook from 30 plus years ago. And I just want to read you what me. you wrote here because this is, I, I looked at this before the, the podcast and I thought it was quite awesome. Now I have to read it, it it's small letters, so, uh, you know, wish me luck here. But it says, Dear Len, well, we made it. All, all through those notes and boring classes, we made it. I don't even remember being a freshman. All I can say is, thank God. Anyway, uh, let's see. All I can say is, thank God anyway, and good luck in your college and in your life. You are truly a great person to know. Thanks for everything. You're the best. Love always, Stacy. So look at that. So from 1980-something, you're still wonderful. Uh, today. I would write it differently today, yeah. but, you know, the sentiment is still the same. And I remember the, <laughs> year, the year before you wrote something about all those notes, because obviously we had the junior year together, so that... Uh, it was a skill, yeah. Glenn. It was a skill. It was, it was so, a lot of skill. So, good yeah. stuff. Uh, I just wanted to bring yes. that up. And, of course, you know, we have other you. things that, to talk about to today, that. but, no, I, sure. I figured a little bit of a surprise here, you know. Oh, I'm, that was I'm really of, sweet. I can't... Yeah. I was nice even back then. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You you know, you, your kids I will just... I would write it a little differently yes. today, but... Yeah, you all were. But, but anyway, it was terrific. And I kept it all these oh, years, so you. you could tell I that, that it, it, it meant something. So anyway. Thank you. With it being Father's Day, and since we both have kids, uh, I have two. You have raised four boys, which is quite impressive, four right? Boys. I wanted to yes. talk about a topic that you mentioned to me um, a few weeks ago, and I didn't even really know it existed. So this is interesting. Bulldozer parents. Um, we've come up with a fancy name for everything. There's always a name for everything. But bulldozer parenting, apparently. So I didn't know what it was. So I went to the Google, and I figured I looked it up, right? So there's an article by Megan Francis who wrote an article titled, Helicopter Parenting and Bulldozer Parenting Are Bad for Everyone, Including Parents. So that's kind of interesting. Um, why don't you explain a little bit about this bulldozer parenting? Because uh, I'm a little confused. Okay. Um, I have to step back to what helicopter parenting is, first of all, which is helicopter parenting simply means you don't allow your kids to make a mistake. You don't allow them to fall. And, it, and I can mean literally fall. Playground, you know, you know how many times at the stage your son is on the monkey bars hanging upside down and i'm like okay and and they're like he, he could fall you mind you this is probably my third or fourth i've been around this block this is not my first rodeo and i'm like yeah. okay he falls he, he'll learn the lesson and they're like aren't you worried to get him and i'm like no but that's helicopter mind where they want to control everything about their their child's existence <clears throat> especially in school believe me i was a high school teacher um then it moves, it has evolved, if you will, wow. to bulldozing. It wasn't enough. There, it wasn't enough that they, can, you know, they had to control every teacher. And, you know, my, you don't know my son's condition. You don't know my daughter's, what have you. You know, his goldfish died. You don't understand. He needs a week off. You have to, you know, come on. I've heard them all. Um, but bulldozing parenting is when it's pushing into college. Oh. And that's... 
unnerving to me where and I'm like if I ever did that to my kid and I used to threaten them all the time and I'm like oh your professor you know didn't like your paper oh you got you got a B minus oh you want me to call him and they'd be like oh my god don't you dare right and, but because that's how they were raised and I was just doing it as a joke I would never call a professor for argue my son's grade get out of here grow up you're an adult at, at that point but I, that's yeah. bulldozing parents where they don't stop where you you're not teaching your kid you think you're helping them you're not you're hurting them you're hindering them well it's the same i, I read i talked about this a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when aunt becky went to jail or is going to jail because she paid right. money because of her stupid kids that they couldn't get into college on their own so she's got to pay money yeah. and it's like right. what are you really teaching these kids i always say you know uh, it's my job to raise and to teach them but not to be my kid's friend right make sure they can oh go out on their God, own right get me started on that and there's no friend get no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not your friend. I'm your mother and, or I'm your father. That's it. That's it, where I draw the line. Exactly. Because I had said this. It's like, you know, I, my kids are 17 and going to be 20. And, you know, I so pretty much basically adult yeah, children. Yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty much done. I, I you know, it's yeah, like, it's go do like what you got to do and leave me I alone. I can't right? help you anymore. No, I can't. I, I, it's like I did everything I could for you. Did you listen? I hope to God so. But you know what? I can't save you. You know, stop saving your kids from every little thing. You're not helping them. You're hurting them. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's um, my advice. <laughs> there's um, there's a quote in here, and, and she talks about uh, Jess Leahy, who is quoted in this as a mom, a high school teacher, similar to you, uh, although she's mm-hmm. an author. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I always find it interesting. People write a book, you know. Although she's yeah, an author, as yeah, if yeah. I'm not. Okay, no, no. Fine, you're, uh, no. Fine. <laughs> you, you, you've probably written several uh, novels. <laughs> no, I um, have not. Okay. Well, the okay, author. I'm only teasing. The book is called The Gift of Failure, How the Best Parents Learn to Let Go So Their Child Amen. Can Succeed. And I thought that Amen. was an interesting title because I really see it on an everyday basis about how parents are just smothering their children to the point of everybody's in a bubble and, oh, my goodness, the, the teacher. When, when I had a problem at school, my mother or father would, would basically just say, what did you do wrong? It what was did never, you do? Yeah, what did you do? Me too? So like what happened? What did you do? I was guilty until proven innocent my entire yeah. childhood. That's how I was raised. No, no, no. Yeah. What did you do? That's how I was raised. I'm sure you were raised the same way. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And, and when, when my kids were little and they were in, in middle school or in grammar mm-hmm. school, whatever it was, um, the teachers would say, oh, you know, we're sorry. You know, uh, you know, Stephen was acting up a little bit or doing this. And I'm like, you have my full permission to do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, when he gets home, it's going to be a heck of a lot worse than it is oh here. And that's the, and I think we need to do that. We need to go back that to... That was the worst yeah. part. If you ever... I only got in trouble in high school once because I cut uh, vocal music and I never cut a class. But I remember, like, I turned the corner... You remember the, that rock right behind... You know, I went to 7-Eleven with my yeah. friends and turn and who smacks me in the face not smacks me literally yeah. but right there in front of me gunderson yeah and he's like hello oh hello sir and I'm like, the principal oh, yeah yes. i don't want to say my name and he's like oh you want to take a walk with me and i'm like and i was with a lot of people yeah. they all came with me and i'm like oh my god i am so dead like that was my biggest fear not the principal it was when i got home right that was my biggest fear well and what's interesting now is that same scenario the mm-hmm. parent would get the principal fired. 
Oh God! I, I mean, that's Glenn. I could tell you stories yeah. like you have no idea. Right, but but that's that's the kind of thing that you know it really bothers me now. It's like they don't. Students you Students know, would yeah. come up to me and say, "I'm sorry to cut you no, off." No, go but right I'm ahead. Just telling you from being a high school teacher, and I'd be like, "No, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not." Whatever the situation was, plagiarized or whatever. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna have my mom call the principal, and you'll be fired. And because teachers have no power, you know, right. they disempowered, if that's a word, um, teachers, where I got to the point where I'm like, all right, so I have nothing to say because it doesn't matter because the principal is going to be like, oh, won't you reconsider that grade? And I'm like, I guess I have no choice. Yeah. And that's why I kind of lost my passion for the profession. And no offense to teachers out there. I love what I do. I still teach. I love it. But it's the administration that bothered me. See, I have a way to fix everything, Stacy. So this is this is the way I fix everything. I if I was running I for office, which God help us if, mm -hmm. if that ever happens, but if I was running for office, I would figure out a plan to pay mm -hmm. teachers what lawyers make and lawyers <laughs> what teachers make so that we would have more teachers, right, smarter mm -hmm. kids, and less lawsuits, and we wouldn't have to worry about a lot of this nonsense that we do. So that's a quick fix. I hope it works. What do you think? You think that I, we could run on that platform? I would totally be a hundred percent. I would campaign for you, sweetheart. Oh well, I, I would. I would be there with signs. I love it. So this. I would totally. Be there. <laughs> well, good because <laughs> I think that might help it. But this woman goes on to say, from uh, Jessica Lee, she goes on to talk about how to cure it. Uh, the first thing she says is for schools to uh, to do to inform parents that they can't drop off stuff like forgotten homework. Right. Let them make a mistake. I mean, it's like, oh, my goodness, I have parents. Sorry, zero for yeah. the day. Yeah, you got a zero for the day, and it's okay. Like, but they have, yeah. It, it, I hate to interrupt you, but they have to own their mistake. Yeah. And next time, because you keep bailing them out as a parent, they're never going to learn that, oh, you know, crap, I need to make sure I have my homework in my backpack or whatever. I need to make sure I have everything in order. You keep bailing them out, and you know what? We've all been guilty of, yes. you know, all right, I'll, I'll bring your stuff to school. You forgot your sports equipment. We've all, I don't know, I have done that. But not to the point where it's, you know, you're enabling their uh, laziness. Sorry. Yeah. But, and I would say the same to my kids, like I'm saying to you. It doesn't, no, do, it doesn't do them any good. I, it I doesn't think, help them. It doesn't help them at I, all. I always say you need the fear of God a little bit. Something, you know, where... Yeah. And, and also your own pride. I mean, I never wanted to get below an 80 on any test. Ever. I, I, I was a little, you know, bit of a grade... I yeah, grade snob. Yeah, you show. were more of the 90. I was I a little was bit... I wasn't as smart as uh, you. <laughs> no, get out of here. You're way smarter than I was. I didn't... I wish I cared as much in high school. I really yeah. do because I got to college and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, oh, maybe I'll, I should actually try now. But um, it was, I wish I cared more in high school, but about grades and, but I honestly, I never failed. I never just said, you know, forget it. I'm not doing anything. But I, I had integrity personally, you know, where I don't know that was instilled upon me by parenting or that was ingrained. I don't know. So I used to t tell my kids all the time, okay, that's fine. You got a 70. Yeah. That you, you earned that. Right. And they'd be like, no, I think I could have done better. And that's, that's the conversation you need to have. Oh, you could have done better. How? Yeah. Oh, maybe I could have studied more. Maybe, 
that's the case. I never really was a harping parent, a pain in the butt parent, but, uh, you know, just watching them and paying attention to what they were doing. But, you know, you got a 70. You weren't, you earned that 70. I'm sorry. I'm not fixing it for you. No. I'm not. No, you can say that. It's fine. We're, we're, we're good. We're, nobody's paying attention to this. Anyway, but, but keep, what I wanted to bring up, too, is when we were kids, our parents didn't do that. So what's interesting to me is how I, I look on, you know, we, we look on social media all the time. It's, it's a terrible thing. It's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great thing. You can connect with, with friends. You can see everything. There's a, there's a lot of good that comes of social media. But the bad is this. So I see a lot of people that I knew and I grew up with and Mm -hmm. I see their parenting on Facebook and I see what they say, like they're Mm -hmm. they're they're sophomore in high school having issues with their algebra. And I'm thinking to myself going, my mother and father never (laughs) even asked me. Well, they they couldn't help but even if they could. It, it wasn't like they would have. I, I think no. what is with the like, I, I remember seeing one time where the where the mom posted, hey, you know, my son's having issues. The, the teacher, the, this is hard, you know, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself going, why are you getting involved with your mm-hmm. your your 10th grader homework? And then I saw something about their 18 year old and they were in, you know, that they I don't know how they passed this final, but they wound up doing it. And I'm thinking to myself going. What are you doing? How are you with that involved? I mean, he's 18. I don't I don't even I don't know what my son's tests are. I don't really care. It's it's his responsibility. Thank you, Len. Yeah. Thank you. I'm the same way. My when they were in college, so I'm like, rock on. Yeah. And you know, it's so used to irritate me. I was a English teacher in high school. I fairly know the language a little bit, maybe. Jerseys. Jerseys. It. It's good. A little yeah, bit. That's good. And they would never let me see their papers. Yeah. And I'm like, you just want me to edit? Just because I, I would never write a paper for them? Absolutely not. Never. You know, when is this due? Oh, tomorrow. All right. Good luck to you because I'm not looking at yeah. it. That's the kind of parent I was. You know, you want me to look at it while you're working on it and edit? You know, grammar stuff like. I'm not doing content. That is your business <clears throat> because I'm not helping them. But I'll just correct grammar and stuff like that. They would not take me up on it. Yeah. Not yeah, why? So you're going to give it back to me with all red marks on it? And I'm like, well, do you want to learn, or do you not want to learn? Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think it even trickles down, um, not only in school, but it trickles down into sports. It's like they're on top of it. They're yeah, yelling at the coach oh because they're not playing. And I coached baseball for nine years, so I know. I mean, I had God grandparents. Bless you dealing with parents. Yeah, and oh. I I had parents and grandparents both who I couldn't stand, and they would come to me and say, "Well, why isn't my kid playing? Well, because he's not good enough." Because I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, or can you just say that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> just say and, it. And and they're like, I know you can yeah. as a coach, but honestly, that's what people honestly need. Truth. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, he's not good enough right now. You know, if he works harder, and you know, you're, I'm sure you're more than willing to work with him, but right now, no. Yeah, and, and I was accept that. I was one of the better ones where I played everybody, so they got mad at me for mm-hmm. that. Like people would come out to me and go, "Well, how come?" You know, this one's playing three innings and my son's only playing four and, you know, he should be playing all the games. And I'm thinking to myself going, well, you don't get what we're doing here. By the end of every season, yeah, by the end of every season, all my kids were ready to play in the playoffs. And they were ready because they all were used in equal fashion during a regular season that means nothing. 
You don't need to like everybody says. Well, you got to go sixteen to zero and win every game sixteen to nothing. Uh, I don't think so. You got to learn how to yeah. lose. You got to learn how to win. And exactly, it's it's really you know That's frustrating. a really good point. Yeah, that's your next podcast. Yeah, people need to learn how to lose. Exactly, because that's where you learn. That's where you learn, in my opinion. You have to learn how to fail. You fail yourself forward because you know. Well, it, it I don't, drives me crazy that people just I, I expect to win all the time. You're not going to, okay? That's but where you learn is the downtime. Yeah, you yeah. really. I, I mean, I always told the kids the same way. Like when they got excited, they were winning, and I looked over at the other team. Mm-hmm. I said, "You've been in that situation before." I said, "Go shake their hand. You won, and move on. Let's yeah. let's you know." Right. I was not big on the over celebrating, and you know, I'm a little more right. old school. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't right. mind celebrating, but I, I I think you have to look at the other team and don't be a jerk about it, right? And don't, just yeah. remember what that feels like. Yeah, because you just know. Just remember what that feels like. And until you learn to win. lose, mm-hmm. you don't understand what it's like to oh, win gracefully, amen. right? Isn't amen. that? Yeah, that's. Oh my God, I so love that. I've been yes. you know trying you have to learn how to lose. And I, I look at it and I brought, yeah, I brought this know. up uh, on a few podcasts already. We talked about just a trophy for everything, right? You know, that's oh, part of the problem, right? 11th place oh. or 10th place, you get a trophy. And the participation is really you And know, your daughter was wonderful, yeah. by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. care if she took last place. She was wonderful. Oh, absolutely. But I fully understand that, no, I'm not. What are you teaching her? You yeah. know, and I'm sure she knew it. And oh, she, she knew. with you, of course. We're like, no. Yeah, All you, right? No. Yeah, it's oh, just like I've talked about uh, two weeks ago or whatever. We talked about the Olympics, right? We talk about Michael Phelps, yeah. you remember. Why do you remember him? Because he won. Yeah, he won gold medals. Gold and medals. it was interesting. There was a question on Jeopardy the other night. Uh, this uh, Michael Phelps won this medal one time. And all of a sudden, somebody yelled bronze. I go, no, no, no. Silver. Right. It's the only other medal he won was a silver yeah. medal. But we never remember the second and third place and the sixth place and the whatever. Remember we don't the remember the Seinfeld? Yeah. Remember the Seinfeld? First place, second place. Yeah. First place, everyone yeah. knows your name. Second place, and it's yeah. a, a tenth of a second apart. No one knows who the hell you are. Right. It's the same thing with giving participation trophies. Like, oh, although, on, uh, although I will, no. I will say this. So I, um, as a, as a, <laughs> as a TV person who loves television, I happen to watch mm-hmm. on Netflix. If you haven't mm-hmm. caught, um, it's a queen with Adam Lambert. Uh, it is a, is a documentary on, uh, how the band, uh, played on now with Adam Lambert as their, um, their lead. So I don't know if you know the story, but Adam Lambert was on American Idol, which I never watched. But um, I'm not a big American Idol fan. But anyway, I used to love Star Search back in the day. You know, we'll, we'll show the age there. But, but anyway, so Adam Lambert actually, I didn't remember this because I didn't watch, but he actually mm-hmm. finished in second. Uh, he did not win, but he did. A, it was interesting is he did the day, the, the final, he did um, a Queen song with brian may and roger taylor on stage and they were more impressed with him than they were the guy that actually won which we don't remember the guy that actually won in this case so we went backwards here where we remember adam lambert and he's fantastic by the way uh in queen if you haven't seen um my daughter actually so what's interesting about that is you know music when we were growing up we loved all that stuff right i mean Mm -hmm. you know Judas Priest, Ozzy, and heavy metal I loved, and, and, and Queen, and all this stuff. But what's interesting is my daughter now, and she plays um, 
the uh, clarinet in band and she's in marching band and stuff like that. But what's interesting is she started to really like Queen and she went, she watched the movie, right? She watched Bohemian Rhapsody and Mm -hmm. she went with my wife with Adam Lambert as a part of one of her birthday gifts to go see Queen and she just loves it. She plays some Queen on the clarinet and she, it's amazing, a new generation. I always like to tell a funny story. My, um, so my uh, sister-in-law, her, her uh, son, Mark, who's probably, I don't know, he's late 30s now, maybe 40. I think he's over 40 now. But back in when I was first dating Susan, maybe we were married. I don't know. It might have been. But I found it interesting that, that he came up and he said, this was like early 90s. And he said, oh, there's a new artist out there. And he goes, it's really great. He's really good. And his name was Eric Clapton. And I found that interesting. What? <laughs> yes. What? Eric Clapton. And, and what's interesting is to him, it was new, but Eric Clapton had been around from the 60s, 70s, 80s, oh, 90s. Yeah. But Fantastic. Queen is oh. now, uh, it's new, right? Oh. People for, for that. So music, very important. And uh, we got to get the, but, the parenting to, to, to go with music more than anything else. I know, but that's cool because, you know, the old saying, what, what's old is new again. Yeah. And they're discovering music. Like my son's, he's not my husband, grew yeah. up with 70s music, 60s music, 70s music. I was more of the 80s after that, but they know these songs. And some of their, and they tell me, they're like, they didn't know, you know, Journey. They didn't know, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. He'll yell at me for not knowing the name of the bands, but they know it because their father played it all the time like so that's so cool with your daughter yeah and what's interesting yeah go ahead no john 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 is uh gonna love that because i mean you know music is just instilled in me i i have a playlist i i call it the best mix of the 50s 60s 70s 80s and today wlen radio when i have parties i play stuff i mean i could go from johnny cash to eminem like right oh, away, you know, so that's fantastic. yeah, because you, oh. you, you got to appreciate some of the good stuff. So yes. here's a good story, too. So um, you yeah. remember um, that uh, Guitar Hero, right, when that came out and, uh, and, and kids were playing it. Mm-hmm. So my kids in the early 2000s, my son was probably about seven and my daughter was four because they're about three mm-hmm. years apart and they were playing uh, gu- Guitar Hero. So right. they, they played it a lot. I mean, they just went, and there was a lot of good songs on that. I don't know if you, know, if you play it. It's PlayStation 2, I think, was the start of it. But anyway. Well, um, I've been through every yes, I'm sure you have. system that yeah. has been existing. But it was a fantastic game. I actually yeah. played it, too. And you I hear the songs, fun. and it's fantastic. So yeah. funny story. So we fast forward. We're oh. in the car, mm-hmm. um, and my daughter's in her car seat in the back. So she's about, like I said, four years old. Mm-hmm. So um, all of a sudden, on the radio, it's... Uh, Kansas comes on and it's carry on my wayward son right all of a sudden in the back my four-year-old goes don't you cry no more (laughs) because because of guitar hero so it's like however you get the music it doesn't matter just get it right that's music is universal it really is and it, it it binds people together because everyone knows that particular song i don't care if it's from the 60s 50s 40s 70s 80s not you play a popular song everyone will join in yeah you know like sweet Caroline. oh just there a, you go that's my song that's a my jam simple a simple song yeah everyone 
knows that song and everyone is going to join in with you. Yes. I, and uh, that's that's a beautiful thing. That's what music does. So yeah, I, I appreciate you mentioning that because it really is universal to people. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and there's, there's no bias. There's no nothing. There's just, I'm sorry, just fun. Just just listen to good stuff. And, and yeah. that's why I try to like look at all good music. All music doesn't matter. And try to listen to it. And, and, and there was a lot of stuff, you know, I have on my playlist today because the kids wanted to purchase on iTunes, you know, some of the some of the rap, some of, uh, you know, maybe the pop stuff, the Taylor Swift stuff. But after a while, you, yeah. you kind of say, you know what, they're, they're talented individuals. Right. Mm-hmm. And you and you like it. My my daughter not only likes Queen, but likes Green Day. I mean, you know, think about that. Green Day's in the Hall of Fame. So there's a lot of stuff that she likes, maybe the newer stuff. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, the stuff that we look forward to is watching a band like Queen or my wife, uh, Def Leppard, is a huge deal for her. <gasps> oh, my God. Love Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah, so we've seen him a few God. times. And then I went to you see have? Journey. Oh, yeah, I'm I went jealous. to see Journey with, uh, with Asia. I called it Jurasia or, you know, Jasia. Um, right. But I, I, liked, I liked that as well because it's funny watching. Uh, I used to call it funny when uh, Mick Jagger and everybody was still playing. You know, I used to call it they should come out with the geezers at Caesars and play that. You know, they can they can go out there and have it. But I just love it. You go watch them and they sound. I mean, yeah, Joe Elliott's not as good as he once was, it doesn't but when he's still they good. Have all of everything today. Yeah, where they are, they were genuine back then. I, I'm not to say anything about today's music, but back then they didn't have any. Super yeah. enhancements like available today. So going back and see, I don't care. If they don't, of course, they're not going to sound exactly the same, but it's so cool to see them in person hey. and so cool to experience their music again. I mean, you watch like even Bon Jovi when he comes on now at some of the things. And, yeah. he, you know, he can let the crowd sing it now. He can't do those notes but, like he did. I mean, and who expects him to? But it, you can't expect yeah. them to. Come, There's no way. But it's appreciation of the music. So I, I'm, I'm with you 100% that, you know what? God bless. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Well, Stacy, you are awesome. So, so I, I just, this oh, is so much fun for me going through this. It's like a walk down memory lane. Uh, and I'm having so much fun doing it. And it's coming a time when we really need this, I think, to get I together so. and talk. I, and I really hope people come yeah. together and just, you know what? I don't, you know, that's, I yeah. don't care what you believe this you know we're friends yeah we're friends and 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 exactly and and talk to each other if you have to get on these calls every once in a while let's do it let's get together let's go to the reunions and let let me tell you who the people are you go to the reunion because i can tell you who that person was can i just tell your audience yeah I would not go to a reunion if lenny wasn't there because (laughs) he's my go-to where i'm like len do i know this person yeah (laughs) And, and he has to remind me that's how bad my memory is. What I so you know he's awesome. His memory is like ridiculous. What I love when, nothing more <laughs> is the fact that John is now thinking like you know it's like John and I didn't know he each other. He's, he's part yeah, of our class. He's part of the group. He's part of the group. And he's uh, part of our class. And I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. But well, you know what? It's it's cool because he's been there so long. He's met so many of you, and yeah. he loves you all. And it's but. Who knew, right? I mean, you think about uh, it, 30-something years, and uh, 
31 years yeah, I'm married. Yeah, that's a, that's that's good. I got 25 coming up in uh, October, so it's a uh, it's it's and a, God bless Susan. Yeah, yes, yeah, she okay. she needs a, she's a saint to, okay. to put up with the the nonsense here. But I uh, really need to be friends with Susan. Yes. So. Yeah. All yep. right. So I'm I'm just gonna tell her right now, live. Yeah. Um. So I can complain about you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah compl- complain totally away. Kid. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, Stacey, you, you know the love is still there uh, today as oh it was God, then, always, and always. we will continue to do this, and I love it. And remember, you can um, you can actually go now. I've got I'm all over the place now. We can you can listen on iTunes, you can listen on Podbean, you can listen on Spotify. Which half these things I don't even know what they are, but let's be honest, yeah. you know we 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 get on there. We're in 19 states now, District of Columbia, and I have somebody downloaded. Um, in the UK, I, I, there's, there's several downloads in the UK and I don't know where that's coming from, but you know what? I, I love to have a a pint right now. So I think it's good. Let's, uh, let's all raise our glasses and have some more pints and, and enjoy each other and have, you know, a good time. But thank you so much for joining Stacey. It was a a pleasure. You're awesome as always. And, uh, you know, we'll be back again with another episode of Lens Burning Bush. Every week we're going to try to to drop one of these. I'll be doing it next Sunday next week. So we'll be dropping it a little bit a day later uh, than normal. But I've got a, a, another guest coming up and I'm trying to line up, uh, you know, the best guest. That's why that's why I called you, you know, the best uh-huh. guest. Exactly. I'm sure you have somebody way better. Well, my my best <laughs> of the family. Happy Father's Day to you John too. and Happy everyone. Day yes. To you. Yes, and to Enjoy those who celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, got to okay. have the caveat to those who celebrate, right? Exactly. I can't do that. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just kidding. But happy Father's <laughs> no. Day, everyone. We'll uh, we'll talk and enjoy. Thank you, and, and Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Take care. We'll, we'll talk again on another ep- episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. Thanks so much.